0: Welcome to Center Church. We hope you enjoy this message, recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. Well, guys, we are now in December, and uh, December in this time of the year, we are remembering Jesus coming to this earth. And uh, so we're starting this morning a, a series looking at Christ coming, an, an Advent series. And uh, as someone who um, is not typically someone who's a person of tradition, although I know I have my own traditions, uh, but as a church, I think we've often not done traditional things at Christmas. This year, we're going to do candles. Ooh, I know, we're pushing the boat out. Um, And uh, I did a little bit of research on candles. I never grew up, actually, with Advent candles and kind of the the Advent wreath didn't quite understand it all. So I did a little bit of research to see where did it all come from. Actually comes, stems from the Lutherans and uh, it's been adopted into the wider church and, and each candle represents something of significance in the Christian faith. And so really what we're going to do, the candles themselves aren't anything special but they're just purple and one's pink. Um, but they do signify something that's very important to us in our relationship with the Lord. And so this morning, we're going to light the first candle, and do I have any volunteers to light the first candle, Uh, one candle? Any volunteers want to light a candle? All right, I'll do it myself. (laughs) You guys aren't much fun, are you? Now, if there was children here, there we go, yay, one candle. Now, (laughs) all right, thank you, Caleb. the first candle is the candle of hope, and uh, Advent, actually, the, the, the very word, Advent, uh, means uh, the coming, uh, His coming, His arrival, the arrival. The, the, when we look at uh, Christ's coming over these, these weeks as we lead up to Christmas, we are celebrating Christ's arrival into this world, and I think it's really important uh, sometimes we can get stuck on just one aspect of, of Christmas, this is baby Jesus in the manger. However, it's a much bigger story than that, and and I pray that over these next few weeks as we look at Christ's coming, and the significance of it, that our hearts will be challenged, that there would be something fresh stirring our hearts for Him, that this isn't just a a series about looking at the donkey and looking at the sheep and looking at the the camels and whatever else, the animals, but we're looking at the significance of Christ coming to this world. And so this morning is hope. You know, hope has this amazing power to energize us in the most difficult of circumstances. If you know that something's coming, it will help us through whatever difficulties we're going through. Isn't that correct? I think it's when we hit those moments of life when hope is lost, that despair sets in and, and despondence and depression and the heaviness of spirit and mind sets in, but hope has a way of lifting the spirit, of helping us go from day to day to keep going forward. And uh, the, the prophets saw a picture of Christ's coming. That God gave them words of, of what the Messiah was going to look like and, and where he would be born. And there was a picture, there was a, this picture of what Jesus was going to be like. Now amazingly, not only did the words give hope to Israel and to the prophets, but 2,000 years after Christ came, it still gives hope to us today because the fullness of the story of Christ didn't stop when Jesus ascended to heaven, but it's a story that continues today. In fact, when we read through the Bible, there's still parts of the Bible that haven't been fulfilled yet. We are living on a journey of time throughout history, and we're part of that timeline, but we still have an end of the story where we see Christ reign supreme. And so this morning, we're looking at hope, and in particular, we're looking at one passage of Scripture, which is in Isaiah 9, 6 to 7. A passage we often read at Christmas time, but we're going to look at that this morning and hopefully bring some significance to us today in the circumstances that we're facing. You see, these passages weren't just written for then, but it's written for now. Remember a few weeks ago, all Scripture is God-breathed, is God-inspired, and is useful. So this passage of Scripture, not only was it for Israel, but it's for us today. Isaiah 9, 6-7, For to us a child is born, What a great passage. Here is where we find hope in whatever situation we find ourselves this morning. And it starts with a fundamental point. Christ coming into this world is personal. This, this passage starts off with, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. To us, to me, to you, the child has come. You see, Christ came for you. It isn't some kind of fairy tale out there in the universe, but this personal God came for to us, Christ came for us. You were on God's mind when he sent his son. There was no other reason for him to come into this world but for you. Isn't that amazing? When we look at. The Christmas story, when we look at Christ coming to this world, it was because of you and me that he came. It was for unto us. And so if we miss that point of the entire Christian message or the Christmas message, we we miss the point. It wasn't just so Jesus could come and lay in a manger and we could sing nice Christmas carols about him. It was for us that he came. It was for us that he came. Foundational and important point that we must Make no one. He came that the kingdom of God would be accessible to you and to me and to restore all that the enemy has stolen from mankind or that we had relinquished because of sin. For to us, a child is born. We would benefit and find hope in the following things. You see, these next points raise the roof. For to us, he's given all authority. The government will be on his shoulders... And of the greatness of the government, there will be no end. You see, God reigns supreme. When Christ came to us, for to us, Christ came so that the government could increase. His reign could increase for to us. It was for our benefit that His government would increase. Now, it isn't an earthly government that Christ has reign over. But when we look at the fullness of Scripture, you see, Christ came and He descended to the lowest point. He took back the power of sin and death from the enemy, but he then was raised to the place of the highest authority. There's no name greater than the name of Jesus. There's no authority greater than the name of Jesus. You see, Christ sits in a position of all authority, all power. You see, he is in this position, but it is for us that he is in this position. He is in this position so that we can walk in the wholeness of what God has for us. He has all authority. His government and His authority is in the heavenly realms. And it supersedes anything that we see here on earth. It doesn't matter what the government here is saying or not saying. Christ is reigning supreme. Whatever you think the the systems of this world look like. For those who feel overwhelmed by what's happening in the world right now. Can I just say, God has all authority through Jesus. We, We have all authority in Christ. For to watch, Christ has reigned supreme in this universe. His name and His authority is above every other name and every other principality. Remember, He took it back from the enemy. Why is this important to us? To us, Can I just say, Christ always has the final say. You see, it's, it's this chain of command. No matter what happens in the circumstances we go through, Christ always has the final say. His final say is in Scripture. We see that one day every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that He is Lord. He has the final say. And so can I just say this morning whatever you feel God's on the throne. For as Christ came, he came to this earth so that he would have all authority why for you and for me. So that we can walk and you know what the Bible says we are, can be seated with him in the heavenly realms he's given the authority to us. All authority has been given to me. Therefore go. I'm giving you authority. God has given us that authority that he has taken for as he came that we could walk and live in the authority that he has. Oh, but it goes more than that. You can think, how can it be greater than that? I tell you what, this passage is rich with Scripture. You see, for to us, we have a counselor. You see, and he will be called wonderful And he's not just a counselor. He's a what? I know you're not hearing it this morning. He's a what? Wonderful. Oh, he's a wonderful counselor. He's not those counselors that you hate going to. He's a wonderful counselor. He comes along. He knows where you're at. He knows what you're going through. He he understands your struggles and your hardships. We see in in the New Testament, Hebrews, he's a a merciful high priest who understands our challenges. He's a wonderful counselor. He's the one who's able to help us in our times of need. He's the wonderful God. For to us we have a wonderful counselor who's Jesus Christ. He's given us His Spirit, the Bible says, to lead us into all truth. As this wonderful counselor, He offers personal direction and counsel. He came so that we could know Him and know His heart. For as He was, Christ came. Isn't this hope? Is hope in the situations that we face today. He is able to help us in our times of need. This provides hope in the darkest moments of life that we have a counselor that we can call. Any day, any moment of the day, any night, any moment of the night, we have access to a wonderful counselor. You don't have to book an appointment three weeks in advance. You don't have to do a COVID test to go see him. You just can call on his name and he's there. Wonderful counselor. God, I need you right now. I'm going through a hard time. I need your help. Lord, what should I do? The counselor is there. I don't need to book an appointment. I can come boldly before his throne of grace right now. Why? Because unto us Christ came. He made the access. He he, he tore the veil in two so that we could come boldly and we could come and we can receive help in our time of need. We have a wonderful counselor, not just a counselor, but a wonderful counselor. I want us to get it into our spirits this morning. This is good news. You see, we have a wonderful counselor, but also we have our God in Christ Jesus. In fact, the Bible says He's not only God, He's mighty God. I want us to say that word, mighty Mighty. I mean, it's not pathetic God. It's not small g God. It is a mighty God. We have our God. Jesus is God with us. Emmanuel. Do You know, you and I can know God. We can know the creator of the universe. We can know the one who holds all things together, who knows the beginning from the end, the one who's all-knowing, all-powerful, sustains life. We can know our God, why? Because Jesus is God. He's Emmanuel, God with us. And so, does that not provide hope in whatever circumstance you go through? That not only are we turning to to a wonderful counselor, but we're turning to a counselor who's mighty God, and He can turn the situation around. He's all powerful. There's nothing that is too difficult for God. His arm is not too short to to save us in our times of need. He is able. And so, can I just say and encourage you this morning that when we look at hope. Jesus is our hope because He is God. Jesus makes makes the the access to, to God possible because of His death and resurrection. And it offers hope in the challenge, the challenges we face, moments that we're going through. We know that we come before God. But then, as we look at it, we go from wonderful counselor, mighty God, and then we have this Father. He's our Father. In fact, we're told in Jesus said, to pray, pray to our Father who art in heaven. But you know what? This passage it doesn't just say Father. What is everlasting Father? What does that mean? He doesn't die. My dad passed away a couple years ago now. But do you know what? Our Heavenly Father never dies. But what does that mean for you and for me? Do you know what's wonderful having a role of a father in our lives? Because the father is the one who watches over us, provides for us, protects us. He's, he's the one that we can turn to, find comfort in. A father who's always loving and kind and one who wants us to become like him and disciplines those he loves. It's our father. We have an everlasting father. We have a father who watches over every aspect. And again, this can offer hope for us today. Whatever, if you feel abandoned in life, if you feel alone in life, can I just say you have a father who cares for you? It doesn't, I I know that we've, many of us maybe in this room have had difficult childhoods and maybe we don't have a good relationship with our earthly father. Can I just say you have a father who laid down his life for you? We have a Father who sent His one and only Son that you may have life and have it to the full. We have a Father who loves you. And Jesus makes it accessible. Jesus said, look, if you want to see the Father, look at me. Didn't He? You want to know what love looks like? Look at me. You want to know what the Father looks like? Look at me. Our everlasting Father. It provides hope. If you feel rejected this morning by others in life, can I say our Father... Our Heavenly Father never rejects us. He's always for us. He's on our side. But then we keep going. Can it get any better than this? Hannah, it can. I know you're on the edge of your seat. It can get better than this because He is our wonderful counselor. He's our mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. But then the Bible says He is our peace. Oh, but He's not just any peace. He is the what? He's the Prince of Peace. You see, He comes that we should experience this peace in the middle of everything we go through. You see, He's Almighty God. He's the one who will give us a counsel. He's the one who will watch over us and protect us. But He'll also give a calm in our inner man. A peace that not the world gives, but a peace that comes from God Himself. You see, it's His peace that protects our mind and our thoughts. It's a peace that goes from the inside out, out, not the outside in. You see, it's very easy to live in turmoil and anxiety in this world. I tell you what, if, if you're prone to anxiety right now, I, this is a, a great season to be anxious, isn't it? You just have to watch the news. Boom, anxious every night, 10 o'clock. New announcement. All over again. But you know what? We have a Prince of Peace. And He gives us His peace. His peace He leaves with you and and me. We have this peace. You see, sometimes I think we we, we wait for the situation to to get over, to, to, to finish, to be accomplished before we can find that peace. But actually, Christ comes in the middle of the storm, doesn't He? And He brings His peace. And I think all of these aspects of who God is, one, that the government is on His shoulder, that He has all authority in the heavenly realms, but He's also the great counselor who will walk us through the challenges, but He's also Almighty God who can change the circumstances, but He's also the Father who will, who will watch over us and care for us and protect us and provide for us. But in all of that, He still brings the peace that He's in control. I mean, this is life to the full, if we can gather and we kind of, all that Christ brings us, if we can grab hold of it, we discover what life really is, what hope and comfort this brings our lives today. Do you know you can know peace in your heart today? You don't need for COVID to finish. You don't need for travel restrictions to end. You don't need anything else to change in your life, but today you can find perfect peace. Perfect peace. Is this not encouraging to us? Jesus came that you would find hope in Him. You see, this was written well before Christ came. Now Christ came and He lived this earth on this earth and He died and He rose again and He ascended to heaven, but it still lives on today. The work of Jesus continues to work in in us. And He came that we may find hope in Him, but it requires a response on our end. It doesn't just happen automatically because, in fact, for us to grab hold of all of these aspects of who Jesus is and what He brings, we need to put our faith in Him, don't we? It's like this package, this Christmas present that we receive. Jesus came into this world, God with us, but we have a a choice as to what we do with it. Your life can be totally transformed upside down by putting your faith in the one who can change everything. But you can also leave the present under the tree and say, you know what? It's a nice story, but I don't buy it. I'm not going to open the present. I'm not going to taste and see that God's good. I'm just going to leave it there. Can I just say how foolish that is? Can I say that in a loving sort of way? You see, for me, personally, I can just say from my own personal experience, when I gave my life to Jesus, and I said, Lord, come and be God of my life. I choose to put my faith in Him. Can I just say there's different moments of my life that each one of these elements that we've looked at today have become very true to me. There have been moments I've needed a counselor. There have been moments I've needed peace that surpasses understanding. There have been moments I've needed authority in a situation because I know the enemy's at work and I needed to take a position. But Christ has paid for it all so that I can have access to it. The kingdom of God is accessible through Jesus Christ. And so Advent, His coming, can I just say, it is the biggest thing that has ever happened on this planet. Jesus coming to this world. Creation happened, that was a big moment. But the biggest moment that has ever happened up to this point is Christ coming. Why? Because it changed everything. It changed everything. And what's so amazing is that you and I have access to it today. I think that's something to get excited about. I think it's something that we can find hope in today. Our our spirits can have a buoyancy a perseverance to keep going why because Jesus came he fulfilled the prophetic word but he lives in in the position of the high priest today he still stands in that position of being god in our lives so we have hope as our starting point thank you for watching this week's message for any more information, or to find out more of what we do as a church, you can contact us at info@centrechurch.uk. Or check out our website at www.center-church.uk.